When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 82. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden, and joining me is the beautiful British boy, Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Hi there. Are you are you uh, are you tired today from covering all this DC stuff? Oh, oh yeah, dude. I'm tired. I've been covering a bunch of stuff for game the gamer, um, and I have a side project I'm working on as well as freelance. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a tired boy today. Well, that's the freelance life, man. Uh, uh-huh. uh, it's just do it, picking up a lot of projects, and yeah, you do, and like it feels like you never stop. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Working on a Saturday, we're recording on Saturday today just because the, the schedule is weird, and we wanted to get some of that DC coverage in for the show. Uh, joining us as well is Mr. Josh Nichols. Hello, Josh. Hello, Joseph. I uh, hearing Chris and you guys talk about how tired you are. It always makes me re- smile because I only have a two articles, if possible. Over parallax <laughs> per month. If you can't do two, it's okay. We understand. Hey, speaking of which, congrats on your first article. There, it seems yeah. to be doing pretty well. People really seem to to take to that article. What did you think of that? And um, were you expecting the uh, such positivity surrounding that? Uh, I mean, like I was personally like, I think this is a good article, but I didn't know that there'd be you know that much positive feedback. So that was that was really nice, um, especially yeah. since it was after <laughs> a long break. It's a good motivator to, yeah. to sort of keep that train yeah. going. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, so, anyway, thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Remember, you can find us uh, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. You can follow the show on Twitter, at ActiveQuestShow. Uh, get a hold of us via email. Send us those games. We can work together here uh, at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. And it would be so awesome for you guys to leave us some nice reviews on iTunes. It takes, like... To, I don't know, 15 seconds, maybe? Yeah, not even that, probably. Not even that? Just give if, us the five stars, say put the, it's all right, yeah. and then... It's, it's, I don't want to kill myself when I listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I would take that, four stars or three stars with that text. <laughs> 
That actually would be fucking like I would almost please prefer that. Please give us that. five stars if you can. <laughs> yeah, please, but 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 that text specifically is kind of funny. Um, yeah, that would help out a lot. I saw somebody uh, tweeted that they fucking hate Seth Rogen, but they loved his new movie, American Pickle. And he shared that and said, "This is the best praise." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I, you hate me, and yet you still like my movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about a couple of video games today. Um, just uh, you know, we've got our quick notes here with just a couple short stories here. Fall guys, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Crisis Remastered, which is a game I hate. Well, I don't hate it, but I don't. <laughs> I, I I feel passionate about how much I dislike that game. Um, it finally got its release date on console, uh, so we'll talk about that. Finally, after what felt like six months of teasing um, uh, and Easter eggs and, and all this, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has been officially announced. There isn't really a whole lot to talk about with that, so we'll do our best. <laughs> well, there was a trailer that got announced, so we'll discuss that. Um, this <laughs> The control story about uh, why they're, you know, explaining their next-gen upgrade sort of controversy, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And then, obviously, yeah, today is uh, DC Fandom. whole bunch of DC stuff got announced. Relevant to us uh, is uh, the new Gotham Knights game uh, from WB Games Montreal, which I think looks really cool. It looks sick. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And then we've got multiple listener questions to get to. Uh, I've been playing Warzone. I've been playing Mortal Shell. Chris, you've been playing a game called Earth Knight, which is fucking rad. It is that rad. game is so cool, and the guy that that uh, one of the it's a small team. I don't know one of the guys that's involved with that. Uh, he he's I, I consider him f- friendish of mine, an, an acquaintance, he, an acquaintance. I would I would buy him an acquaintance. <laughs> An friend. I would buy him a beer, <laughs> yeah. and 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 we talked about trophies, and I I thanked him for putting a platinum trophy in the game. Um, Good man. And and Josh, speaking of a game that doesn't have a fucking platinum trophy, you've been playing a game called Gone Home, which is a great game, otherwise uh, set back by not having a platinum trophy. But and they could have had the perfect title. They could have called the platinum. You went home. <laughs> it's the perfect title for a platinum. You went I'm home. Disappointed. Yeah. Um, so we'll hear your thoughts on that. Uh, what else? Everybody have a good week. I, I went to Target today and I bought some flaming Hot Cheetos and it's the weekend and it's going to tear me up and I don't give a fuck. It's the weekend. I can do that. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be Monday. Josh, what got you? Was it the... <laughs> I'm laughing because you were like, like, that was the thing you wanted to mention about your Target trip. Like I went to Target, guess what? Flaming Hot Cheetos. And then you followed that up with, I'm going to shit a lot tomorrow, and by the time you hear this, I will be regretting the Cheetos. Yeah, and I got the fries. the one, Which, by the way, I want to just quickly mention this. Um, they used to say only $2 on the bag. Mm-hmm. Like, it was part of the bag. It wasn't like a sticker. Now it says, I mean, this is crazy. This is capitalism, I guess. Now it says only two twenty nine. Like, mm-hmm. as part of the bag. They redesigned the bag just for the... And everybody in the, the world price. didn't just get a 29-cent raise, so... Now right. those are more expensive. Right. To, to have flaming diarrhea. You have to, yeah, exactly, it's exactly. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, <laughs> other than, <laughs> that's my, how my day went. How about you guys, Chris? <laughs> uh, I'm okay. Um, I've been very busy this week. Um, haven't that's been able good. to play as much games as I usually would. Uh, but um, there is something I'd like to bring up, actually, is, is that Jeff Grubb has said that there might be a general nintendo direct coming 
Um, this week, next by the time you guys hear, oh, by this time Friday, you guys hear yeah. this, yeah. Uh, and it, for those who are unaware of him, he has been really reputable uh, this year. Specific, well, he's always been great, but specifically this year, he's gained a lot of traction with his uh, uh, sort of predictions. But they haven't really been predictions. I think he's got some sort of insider he's got some info sources, here. Yeah, yeah, they're he like these yeah. predictions. It, yeah. Yeah. Right, and he works over. He he writes for Venture Beat. Um, and yeah, he's great. They do a lot of financial, uh, reportings and stuff. So that, that could very well be, what, what, what are you hearing? I'm, I'm seeing people say, uh, uh, August 28th. That's yeah, August 28th. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the, that's what's going on right now. That's what he's saying. Um, but it, it, he said it could be a partner direct, like that showing with mm-hmm. Shin Megami Tensei and, um, like WWE a short one. Bakugan. Maybe we'll get a Beyblade But game. he said, but he said... There's a science to it, and he and he thinks that it is it is going to be a general Nintendo Direct, like like we saw a year ago, a yeah, year wow. ago. He's like he's like I'm the just, Groundhog uh, for Groundhog Day, but for Nintendo Directs. <laughs> if he see, if he sees his shadow, yeah. <laughs> oh God! If he sees his shadow, then that means we're not getting a direct. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's a bad uh, forecast. It's a bad forecast uh, right. Nintendo games so far. Yeah. I don't even try to make predictions on those because as long as I don't try to predict anything, I'm not usually disappointed. Yeah. You know, sure, yeah. Because there's but usually at least one thing where I'm like, okay, that's cool. But you know what I'm super jazzed about? Uh, a Skyward Sword HD remaster has apparently mm-hmm. been listed on multiple store sites. So I'm like, yeah. and that's a good game. And I think that when that comes to Switch, I think we're gonna get what I call the Wind Waker treatment, where people pull oh, yeah. their head out of their ass and go, wait a minute, that game is pretty dude, cool. They're gonna get rid of the motion controls, and I'm gonna be happy for sure. about it. That game is. I would say that game is great. Oh, it, and, it is. Really? And, and I don't think the motion controls in that game were as bad as people said because it used Motion Plus, which mm-hmm. was like the, the yeah. enhanced version, and it worked a lot better. I, I really don't remember ever having a problem. Also, on top that of that, they, I could see them making them optional too, and I say that because the gyro controls work really yeah. good on the switch like when i play little inferno on that i was blown oh, away that game like, is it, it so works good. really good but yeah. at the same time i think game explain mentioned this but it needs the ir sensor to really track the controllers um yeah. so i don't know what i think they'll make it optional that. it's they'll nintendo fi- they'll pr- probably figure it out you know for sure so anyway, let's get into some quick stuff here. Uh, there isn't really a whole lot of main new- news this week. There's a lot of announcements, but they're all just like, this is a thing. So um should be relatively quick with all of that. So uh, Prince, there's a Prince of Persia, Prince of Persia remake listing uh, that appeared on a Guatemalan website called Max.com. Jason Schreier uh, corroborated that. So oh. that'll, that might be a holiday game this year. Uh, I would That's love to it? see that. Maybe. I, it could be. I don't know. Maybe not. But uh, that's that's a series that's been dormant for almost 10 years now, so I would love to see that. Um, what else? Uh, Deathloop got delayed to 2021. This is that sort of like... How would you... Just, I, it's almost like Hotline Miami meets Dishonored. That's meets, how I would describe it, yeah. Like It's, it's from it, Arcane. So yeah, Arcane, yeah. Which, they're a great studio. They... Uh, they they made prey the the recent prey. Yeah. Uh, it feels like they looked at uh, the speed and like the the like rhythmic flow of doom and went oh we mm-hmm. can do that with dishonored you know mm-hmm. like that's what it feels like they were trying to. So anyway, that's been delayed uh, and it was previously going to launch uh, in twenty twenty. Yeah. It's a PS five uh, exclusive game. 
and uh now who knows uh, i'm just kind of yeah you're happened. right yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm just kind of concerned with the launch lineup of the ps5 yeah uh, which we still don't know yeah we still don't know what it is we still don't know how much it costs josh i love what you said uh you, you <laughs> we won't know how much it costs until we go to buy it they'll just <laughs> You just yeah, well, what they're going to do, I think, is we're going to go to the store, go to Amazon, and we're going to give $100, and it's like a deposit. And then in two <laughs> okay. weeks, they'll text us, and they'll let us know what, how much it is. Yeah. You owe us $500, bitch. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Remnant from the Ashes, which was a free game on the Epic Games Store. And these games are actually free, unlike the games with gold and PS Plus, yeah. because you have to pay for the membership. These, the, the Epic Game Store games are legit free. You don't even have to put your credit card information there. Um, was claimed over 10 million times, mm. which uh, that, that says two things to me. Number one, it says that Remnant from the Ashes is a game people are interested in, obviously. But number two, it says to me that the Epic Game Store has like a, a lot of accounts. Like a lot of people use the Epic Game Store or at least yeah. made an account to, to, to get this game for free. So... Yeah, that's cool. We don't know the awesome. kickback involved with it or anything, but I'm sure they're getting at least a dollar or two but like, also, per, per game. You know what I smart. mean? So I'm sure this has been profitable for them too. It's smart as well because the DLC just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all those people that are going to complete the campaign, they're, they're going to be like, oh, I need some more uh, content for this. I'll buy it. It's sort of like a Dark Souls yeah, third-person Destiny shooter. Destiny kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, uh, Fall Guys has reportedly reached 16 million players. 16 mm. million that's players. A lot that's, of, that's a lot of jelly beans. That is a lot of... Uh, that's a lot of people falling off platforms and getting pushed into the goo. And Gary Witta just announced a, a show, too. He's doing uh, Talking Guys. Yeah, we were talking about... going to work. Yeah, yeah, Chris, we were talking about that yesterday. I don't know how that's going to work. So anyway, yeah, you've probably played Fall Guys. I, I, I certainly have. I'm not actually too wild about it, but I will say whomever is in charge of the social media with, uh, with, for Fall Guys is fucking awesome. And the musician's like, <laughs> fucking awesome too. Yeah, yeah. That theme song is a fucking banger. <laughs> uh, okay, so a couple quick releases here before we get into the news. Um, Crisis Remastered got a release date for PS4 and Xbox One and PC, um, and it'll be out September 18th. So you guys can look forward to that. Baldur's Gate goes into early access uh, on September 30th. So We've requested the code for that, so hopefully that. we can talk about that later. Man, I remember at PAX this year, which it's crazy to even say that. PAX this year. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Uh, the, they had some sort of panel for that, and the line for it, it that, I mean, it was, an, I didn't, I'm like, I didn't even realize this many people liked Baldur's oh, Gate. Holy oh, fuck shit. yeah, it's got a cult following yeah. on PC, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. Were, yeah. I mean, it, so many people were, were excited for that. So that's cool. I've, I've never really even played it, so, uh, yeah, but if we get a code, I would like to. Um, so other than that, why don't we jump into some news? You guys ready for some news? Ready. Let's get into some news. All right. So first story, uh, sort of a big deal, but like I mentioned before, really not a whole lot to discuss here. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has been officially announced. Now, the one thing I want to say, I'm just, I'm reading, I'm using our run of show here as a guide here, and I'm reading it, and the way that, the way the uh, game's title is written is kind of annoying to me. It's Call of Duty colon Black Ops Cold War. <laughs> uh, 
I, I almost feel like it needs a second colon, but you don't usually see two colons in one title. That'd be a lot this... of poop. <laughs> it would be a lot of poop, yeah. It. I almost feel like maybe a dash. I don't know. It doesn't this matter. Is or even just drop the Call of made. Duty other than marketing. Just call it Black Ops Cold War on the on the box. You know what I mean? Well, maybe. Chris, what were you going to say? <laughs> this, this is the same series that has done Black Ops 4 in like the wrong kind of numerals. <laughs> right, yeah. They so... did four eyes instead of the yeah. yeah anyway um so this one it's interesting uh we don't really we don't know how it's gonna play we haven't seen any gameplay for it it was uh, there was a, a trailer that uh, like a teaser trailer announced with all the with all this live footage meant to depict the sort of cold war era black and white footage and all this and it kept saying you know uh, uh if you know history is going to repeat itself that sort of thing um and what was interesting about this is that in sort of a follow-up story, I think courtesy of uh, Video Games Chronicle, which, by the way, they are amazing at what they do, and they're, like, a newer website. They're I don't know how ass. they... Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they, like, got the sources and context they've gotten. But anyway, uh, shout-out to them. Um, they put out an article that said that, that they have sources confirming that the game will be formally announced within Warzone. Makes complete sense. Well, it, I, it does and it doesn't. I, I don't know how they're going to announce a game. Like, that's, that's the targets. Uh, that's their yeah. target main audience right there, those who are playing Call of Duty. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. I think it's perfect. They're taking a note from Fortnite. Um, right. They're uh, probably going to announce the game um, within Warzone in a cool way that's going to connect both of them together. Um, right, like some sort of like fallout of the the map or something like maybe a nuke drops and it's completely yeah. like fucked up. Um, I don't know. I, I think that'd be really cool if we see something like that in the game. There's people outside with firecrackers still left over from Fourth of July, I guess. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can edit that out. But if not, I apologize. They're just going to town over there. I don't know why they're doing that. Anyway, yeah, I'm with you. And speaking of nuke, there is a in one of the bunkers. I think Bunker Eleven, which is one of the hidden mm -hmm. bunkers. You've you got that into. map memorized because of your guides and stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, dude. I've I've played probably. 30 hours of Warzone. I, I mean, it's just this this week. I mean. I mean, oh my God. I've put I, yeah, you're like put, the fifth tile of the seventh building that left yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I've I've just been cranking out the guys. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I've played the shit out of this game. Um. Anyway, yeah. So there's a nuke in this bunker uh, that people have discovered. And yeah, Chris, I actually think that's a really that's a smart. I didn't think idea. about that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I, that sounds really cool. I think they're slowly implementing that. You know, like they're they're they've taken they've taken lessons from Destiny or they've taken lessons from. Um, Fortnite, and they've just like been leaving these hints throughout the last few months as to what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that and would I'd... be an exciting way to have Warzone leave, you know, and go with the new Call of Duty mm -hmm. game too, which is oh, smart shit. for I'd... player base. I just thought of something. What if like you're playing Warzone or something, the nuke goes off, and then you start a campaign level? Oh yeah, I Holy could see them shit. doing something like that too. Even even if they just did it for a few players or something. No, That'd like, like the, the the campaign starts. And it's like the first level of the game, and it's like a preview. Yeah. yeah, that. Oh, you mean that's how they announce it? Yeah, yeah. That actually would be that'd be that'd be kind of interesting. It's gonna be something like that where like the map changes, sort of like with Fortnite, how now it's all underwater and all that. So I'm curious to see how that's gonna be implemented. I guess this is such a new thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, 
I mean, Fortnite obviously has, like, popularized it, but it's still, like, new. Like, games typically haven't been announced this way. So that's my only, like, hang-up. Like, how are they going to do it? But I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, August 26th, I believe, is when that'll go down. So I, I'm shortly just, after... I, I'm excited for this upcoming generation because I think we're going to get stuff like that. Stuff that yeah. just happens in the game because it's connected to the the internet. You know, like, people will say, oh, DRM and all that. But I, I do think there's... A positive part to it of like games yeah. being connected because anything can happen, and that mm. sounds incredible to me. Yeah, um, and I mean, Warzone's going to be around for the foreseeable future, yeah. and I think they're going to find a way to tie it to each new Call of Duty game because they're not going to stop putting out Call of Duty games. Obviously, it's the best-selling game every year, pretty much. So they're going to find a way to connect them, and I think that's really smart, especially with it being free. It's free in terms of map. money. It's yeah. It's it's free in terms of money. It's not free in terms of your hard drive space, but that's a totally other topic that we don't have to get into right now. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it's better on the okay. press release, you know, if you do it that way. Right? Yeah. Like, it's going to get and more it, eyes on it. And it encourages people to jump into your game and yeah. try it out and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, let's move on to this control story. And Josh, I kept thinking of you with this because... I just I'm just thinking of your frustrations with <laughs> control because you know it, it, it you love remedy it's it is tied to Alan Wake so you almost feel like this like pressure to like it you know yeah. and then they do this this whole thing so okay let me give you some context here. now you, you know how I feel as a Kingdom Hearts fan Josh <laughs> oh my God yeah um, <laughs> so we've got an article here from Polygon this is Nicole Carpenter you guys can read the article but um. I guess last week is when it when this happened. Control put out this, uh, uh, I guess, a press release or whatever, just stating that um, f- uh, free next-gen upgrades of Control would, would be exclusive to those who bought the Ultimate Edition. And that's, like, obviously people weren't happy with that. And so then they put out, like, an explanation, basically. And it was so funny because, like, a lot of times uh, websites will have different takes on uh you know on a piece of news like it'll you can tell it's the same piece of news but they'll have their different takes on it but with this it was like pretty much unanimous like this is bullshit yeah. uh their explanation um even a polygon a, they've got that in quotes like as if this is actually an explanation <laughs> right yeah so here's a quote from from their uh from their post that they uh, this is remedy they said quote Every avenue we pursued, there was some form of blocker, and those blockers meant that at least one group of players ended up being left out of the upgrade for various reasons. This is, oh, this is 505. This is the publisher, so not Remedy. Um, and then it continues, quote, As of today, we can't offer an upgrade to everyone, and leaving any one group out feels unfair. We understand this is not what you want to what? hear. And it's just like, you are leaving groups out. What are you doing? We basically didn't want to piss off a small group of people, so we pissed off everybody. Wow. Except like, people that want to give us money. Thanks. Like, like, okay, I'm sure there is actually a reason, whether it's good or bad, that like you can sort of at least go, okay, I understand what that means. I don't agree with it, but I understand what that means. But this, like, I don't understand what this means. It would be what? better if they just said, hey, we're a small publisher and this game was way more successful than we thought it was going to be because we underestimated Remedy like everybody does. Um, mm-hmm. And we need money, so here's what we're doing. Like, that would have been a better answer than like, yeah, we're just trying to think of everyone. 
Can you imagine if they actually said that though? We need. I mean, money. that's that's got to be the fuck. reason because there's no there's no reason to do this. There really isn't. <laughs> but I don't he, get it. Here's the thing: I, I don't think Control really got up on the charts that much. To no. be honest. No, it it the first month it launched, it didn't even make NPD. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't in the top twenty at all. Uh, so yeah, I d- I don't know uh if this was successful. Uh, five or five games to the point of them wanting to uh, give people a free upgrade to the PS5. Maybe they want to get a bit more money from it. Um, uh, from a from a high you know <laughs> investment uh, right project. Well, and I also know. ray tracing is a big thing that's been getting pushed because this this game has been popular on PC, if not for anything but just being visually you know crazy and just really really incredible with the ray tracing and everything. So I think that next gen this game might sell kind of well for that reason because there's not as many games out as far as launch games go maybe you know i mean not not a ton it's a smaller market in the beginning and then also there's gonna be a lot of magazines and websites talking about you know oh you got to play control on next gen because they're you know the ray tracing i I think it would be fair if they said okay your ps4 version of the game will work for the ps5 for example and then they'll say you know we are a small publisher so, um, and like doing these next gen upgrades is going to be costly for us. So mm-hmm. that's the reason why this is locked behind the mm-hmm. ultimate edition. Yeah, that would be okay for them I to say your PS4 yeah. version works, but it's just the PS4 version. Yeah, it's odd. It's odd to me because from like a monetary uh, monetary position, I I can wrap my head around that. But the thing is, is literally the only way to do it is if you buy the ultimate edition. Which like that like you that's uh that's its own skew basically. Mm-hmm. So so if you already have the game, there's no way to like pay the difference to like like upgrade to the old. Yeah, if they edition, did the thing Chris was or, saying, and then like you pay twenty bucks and you can right, get the other, that'd or, be fine. Or like if you bought like the season pass with the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, like, I like yeah. There's like you basically if you're a big fan of that, you and you probably have already bought everything. You have to like rebuy the ultimate edition. Oh, that which, sucks. Which like you already have all the content for. And on top of that, you supported this <laughs> game when it wasn't doing that well anyway. So if anything, they should be treating, you know, oh, these early adopters, you know, yeah, good, right? That's another thing I wanted to say quickly. Um, yeah, it didn't make NPD or anything like that, but the but I think the game's budget was very low. What's there that? was a story yeah, there was a story that came out close like a little shortly after it launched last year, and it was something like Yes, this game actually was successful for us. It had a low budget of like a million right. euros or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, that makes sense to me. If your game is uh, cheap to make or at least inexpensive, then you don't have to sell as many copies. So, yeah, there's those fireworks again. Cut this out if this, you have for to. For <laughs> me, this just tastes like the Fallout Four season pass price going up. It, oh, t- yeah. it, it feels like that, but it's like worse and for an entire game. You know, yeah. like. This just and and whatever money they're gaining from this, it can't be worth the negative PR this has generated them. So I'm, I was hoping that they would kind of retract it and backpedal, but instead they kind of doubled down on it with the explanation. So it, but yeah. it's it's worse now because it's yeah, like, exactly. what the fuck was that explanation anyway? I thought I clicked on the wrong link too when I first was reading the explanation the other day because I it, it didn't seem like an explanation. You know, I like right. reloaded the back. I went back a page and clicked on it again. <laughs> this can't oh, be no, right. No, this is it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And to be uh, honest, right, it's, a, it's oh, a bad sorry, average game, so I'd feel a bit annoyed as well that I didn't get a free upgrade. 
Well, you probably won't want to play it again anyway. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Anyway, let's talk about a game that does look really cool, or at least a game that has a little bit more positivity behind it. Uh, Batman, or is it, let's see, is it called Batman? It's just called Gotham Knights. Yeah, it's not called Batman. We've got a link here. Well, I don't want to throw the, the outlet under the bus, but anyway. <laughs> Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. This is the new WB Games Montreal game, and... Man, this looks really interesting. So there's a trailer you guys can check out. It's pretty lengthy. It's almost five minutes long. Mm, it's um, two trailers. Oh, yeah, there's a gameplay. There's a gameplay trailer as well. Oh, CG trailer, uh, yeah. Um, and so the premise is that Batman is dead, apparently, which I don't believe, but um, apparently. Okay, well, first thing, uh, this actually isn't in the same universe as Arkham. Right, yep. So yep, yep, keep yep. that in mind. Um, but I still don't think I still don't think he's dead. But you still don't but, think he's dead? No, nah, I don't think so. Okay. Don't That'll know. be a really cool reveal that they'll do eventually at I the think. end. Yeah, I think you know, free up uh, like a free update or something where you get to play. So I don't know. Maybe maybe not that. But I, I it's hard to. I mean, it's kind of like spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Skip ahead twenty seconds. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. In Jedi Fallen Order, oh, where there's God. that part. Oh oh, have you, oh have you not played this? Have you finished it? Can I say the spoiler? Hello? I think Chris left. <laughs> oh, did he leave? Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, where Darth Vader appears for, you know, that, like, 20 seconds of gameplay or whatever. That was fucking cool. He's All editing, right, too, so he's still going to hear it. Oh, he's going to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, okay, Chris, you can come back. I don't know if you can hear me. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think Batman will come back. Well, and it's, it's comic books. You know, like, people are never actually dead. Like, you know, they always come back. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I love how he just fucking just like, it's like he like threw a smoke bomb on the ground and just like disappeared. He, like he actually <laughs> retired probably. I'm fine. Chris, you know you're editing, right? What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> okay. I'll leave it anyway. Because it's Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so this is supposed to be a sort of games as service e sort uh, style game um, where you're going to be playing as Nightwing, Robin, uh, Batgirl, and Red Hood. And it's got uh, either single player or uh, co-op, uh, two-player, multiplayer. And it's still got that, you know, Arkham flow, combat, open world, action. It's an RPG, which, um, you know, the other games had uh, sort of like RPG elements, but they were never like full-blown RPGs. They, they were like more Metroidvania. Right. Especially the first game. Yeah. So this game, I don't think is going to be like Metroidvania-y at all. It's going to be like more like Destiny. Persistent World, Destiny, yeah. But man, I don't know. I think this looks really cool. I do too. I'm, this looks great. I'm excited. I want to buy it. I want to play it. Um, I'll yeah. probably get it in PS5 to play with you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally sold on this. And, I'm so down. And, yeah, and I think even if Batman doesn't make an appearance, which, Chris, you're, you might be right. May, the more I think about it, maybe Batman won't make an appearance. That's just hard to... Well, it's, just, it's, it's, it's not the words Batman update. Coming to Gotham Knights would be a huge headline that brings in money. Right. So, like, why wouldn't they bring him back? I don't you know? know. But but either way, I, I'm totally down to play as not Batman because, like, the combat is still fun. And, like, I think yeah. I think this is such a great idea because all four of these characters ha seem to have their own sort of abilities. And it, it's, it's a way to do that Destiny-style game with a totally different theme, you know? Like, and the Batman like, worlds would be really good for that kind of setting, I think, because it just it works well because it's like a central, big, large location with a whole bunch of smaller locations in it. You know, mm -hmm. like it worked well for Arkham City. Right. 
and and you know, uh, Red Hood's got his guns. Uh, Nightwing's got uh, Nightwing has got his sort of melee attacks. Like all the like, one character might be faster than the other. Uh, these characters are different enough to that, that each of them is going to feel unique and make you want to play as all of them. You know, so yeah, totally down with this. Um, I, I don't know. Did, what did you? Uh, let me throw it over to Chris. What did you think of the gameplay? I mean, I know you said you're totally down for this. What do, do you have anything else? I'm honestly excited. Um, this looks amazing, just graphically. Um, yeah. They have the trailer right now in 4K. You know, so it it. Tr- <clears throat> I think this is one of the first few games we've we've been we've seen that is truly next gen. Right. Which is nice. Oh, you know. And by the way, this is 2021. So... 2021. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna wait um, a little while. But I, I do love the concept. You know, what is the world like in uh, uh, without Batman? You know, right? And Man, I'm watching. I'm watching this gameplay as we speak right now. It's uh, I guess this is Batgirl on her bat cycle. Yes, going through the town. Oh, or through the city, I guess. And there's like lightning striking the ground. This is I the mean, level of quality I wanted from the Avengers. So this... like when people thought I wasn't excited about it, it wasn't so much that I wasn't excited. It was just like I wasn't like blown away. Like it yeah. wasn't the level of quality I was expecting from like a Marvel property. <laughs> oh, you know? God. oh God, Crystal's dynamics must be shitting themselves right now. <laughs> yeah, this is I think this is bad for them because yeah, this is really it's the bad. same kind of genre, right? I mean, right. As far as we know, I think so. Man, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm not saying anything because I'm just watching this this gameplay here and it, it just looks absolutely stunning it looks really yeah. good like this and the it looks lighting. polished like it looks it looks you know it, it looks good it looks nice I, I i don't feel like i felt when i watched the avengers reveal and i went oh that's captain america okay i guess yeah and and what's what's awesome to me is like this looks like pretty close to being finished i mean obviously yeah. this is just a, a snippet but like that that goes to show like how confident they are with this mm-hmm. because this looks playable and like this looks finished to me at least this section does yeah it it does lag a little bit but i think they'll probably fix that um as it's a pre-alpha build right now but man yeah this looks really really good i'm excited about the co-op i'm (laughs) excited about the possible stories we'll we'll get with this um yeah i could definitely see them building on this and giving us new characters in the batman universe maybe like catwoman or you know um asriel um, sure. Also, yeah, Catwoman. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting to find out that like Harley Quinn's exclusive to the Nintendo Switch version or something. <laughs> you know? Jesus fucking Christ! Funky we Kong get edition. Some bad controversy. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll we'll uh, get Harley Quinn in uh, Suicide Squad, which we'll be talking about soon. See, yeah. and that, that that's what, that's what I was gonna say too. I think that the, re- the the way they're doing this is also smart because they're releasing a games the service game, and they're also releasing a a non games the service game too. I, I'm assuming. With I, I don't Squad. think this will be a games as a service. I I, I oh, have that feeling. So? I think it's gonna be. I I I heard kind of funny making this point, but they're not really. Like it could be a single player or uh, just like a story like um, Borderlands. Mm-hmm. You know where. <laughs> Like it's co-op, but it doesn't. It's not like a live service kind of game, you know. Right. Uh. So, Chris, you mentioned Suicide Squad. At the time of recording this, we haven't. Uh. Like it that hasn't aired yet. Uh. The reveal for that. So we'll actually stitch that in here. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Oh my god. I mean, it says PS five and Series X. What if that's what the game looks like? Yeah. Might, 2020. Might be. Oh, that was. You might be what okay. it looks like. 
2022. And let's be honest, I mean, most games get delayed. So, like, that's the earliest we're going to get it. It could come out later. (laughs) All right. Well, we just watched the the Suicide Squad trailer, and we'll quickly give our thoughts here. Man, so I guess my takeaway is that, obviously, none of that was gameplay, I don't think. You don't think um, that? I don't think that was gameplay, no. There's no way. No. Um, I just thought it looked a lot brighter than I was expecting. I guess... You know, with Rocksteady, all their games are dark and rainy and gritty. And this looked, it looked sort of in the same style, like visually, but, but uh, a lot lighter. It took place during the day. Very interesting. Um, What did you guys think of how that It almost looked looked as colorful as like Sunset Overdrive, you know, like it was very, very vibrant and colorful. Maybe, maybe Rocksteady just wanted to do, you know, color now that they can. I mean, you know, they could have with Batman, but. Uh, technology at the time combined with the the Batman setting, you know, maybe it just worked right. better to have it be darker. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Chris, what did you think of the visual? I, I love the visuals. I always like a, a brighter kind of like graphical style than the edgy mm-hmm. kind of um, mm-hmm. edgelord kind of dark kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, yeah, I, I'm digging it. Um, seems like it's very comedic. And that's just a breath of fresh air. And you know us Brits, we're, we're very funny. Um, right. So, <laughs> especially with now, like, that, that uh, boomerang hitting Superman's uh, head. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> Maybe like uh, Calendar Man will be exclusive to the Epic Game Store or something, though. Oh, God. God damn it. Um, this is supposed to be games of service as well. I this I think okay. this looks like right? it will lend itself very well to that genre. You know, like it. I could see myself having a lot of fun in that world the only thing i'm confused on is two games the service kind of games existing that you know what i mean both dc like do guys think that'll work okay i mean kind well, of a year well apart, normally so i guess yeah normally no right but this is coming out 2022 at the earliest josh is what yeah you but won't that. you like won't this cannibalize you know the the user Gotham base Knights. yeah that's mm-hmm. the only thing i'm worried about because I, I always have this with call of duty like it just happened with Black Ops 4, where, like, when that came out, I really liked it. I was having a lot of fun. I played it all the time. And then I didn't have time to really devote to it, because then, you know, then I was playing Warzone and Modern Warfare. And it's not that I don't like Black Ops 4. It's just, it's hard for me to balance between two of them, so I have to leave that one behind. I don't want to leave Gotham Knight behind, but I know that would happen, you know? For me, at least. Hmm. I guess I hadn't considered that, but I, I, eh... And if if the games are supposed to last a while, which is always the intention, right. yeah, you, that's a maybe good what point. Chris maybe said like, was right though. Maybe maybe his prediction for the uh, Gotham Knight was it'd be more maybe like Borderlands, not right. yeah, much but of a game we series. saw different costumes on uh, a different costume on Robin, um, in Gotham Knights. So perhaps mm-hmm. that is gonna <clears> be, um, uh, the uh, live service game, and then this one could be more of a single-player co-op kind of, like, um, story-focused title rather than a live service. Maybe. Because yeah. Rocksteady, right. they're not used to making live service titles. Mm-mm. So I think maybe that this could be the story-heavy game, and then Gotham Knights could be the open-world, you know, live service title. That you know. Very, very interesting, that 2022 date. What, uh, what I'm thinking is, huh. what if they try to make a a cinematic universe-esque thing where Gotham Knights will have a season of content, like a year's worth of content of it, and then they'll move mm. on to 
kill mm. the Justice League, uh, and then we'll <clears throat> get to know that story. You know. So, so you think maybe these will take place in the same universe? Perhaps. Could be because it seems like they're setting up a new universe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Metropolis seems way different to Gotham. You know. Um, right, but I, I do think there's a possibility they could be in the same universe, and they could be like, finished with the uh, Gotham one by the time this comes out too. Like maybe they yeah, could they could both be this, but like okay, that game's done now. And that that's Man. that's like I think now you know AT and T was reportedly going to sell Warner Brothers, you know uh, the Warner Brothers games. I mean, mean um, so perhaps now that they've seen like these two projects coming to life. Uh, they might be more interested in keeping it. Or I could see them mm. going, yeah, everybody's excited about these games. Who wants to buy this? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I, I'm a little, I'm just so thrown off by this timeline because Arkham Knight came out in 2015, which is five years ago. Yeah. And this, and then this game isn't supposed to come out for two more years from now. So that's seven years uh, yeah. developing this well, game, assuming they, apparently- assuming they started. Apparently there were multiple projects that were cancelled between the two studios, with Warner hmm. Brothers, Montreal, and Rockstar. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, maybe assets from that were used for some other, you know, whatever is actually coming to light here. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think this is cool. I, I don't really know what it is, but you know, visually or artistically, I think it looks cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what this turns out to be but man yeah just it's gonna be a while. I, I do want to throw this out there too i'm ho- i'm hoping i as much as i don't like to be you know negative on games is if i can avoid it i uh or at least without purpose i i i'm hoping that maybe this makes disney see what the kind of push they could put behind a marvel game i don't think the marvel yeah. avengers game is gonna be bad but like the the level of quality and polish seems you know to be higher on it's gonna these be two DC so games. funny in the gaming universe where, you know, the, M- Marvel's known for its comedy and DC's known for its seriousness. Yeah. So what if it's like flipped where the Avengers is way too serious and mm-hmm. then <laughs> the Suicide Squad game could be a fucking blast. Like, yeah, a hilarious kind of like adventure. Good. You know, we, we need could more be. funny games. And yeah, I think uh, this especially when they're multiplayer, yeah. too. Like, it just yeah. it's fun to laugh and blow shit up together. Yeah, right. Interesting. Well, we'll see how that turns out. It's going to be a while. And yeah, let's get back into the episode right here. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully that was uh, good. It looks Ho- incredible, I-, I guess. I hope. I, don't- <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully that wasn't a disappointment. That looked uh, as good or bad as I was expecting. It looked like it existed. Yeah. That- <laughs> so yeah. Um, other than that, that about wraps us up for the news so why don't we take a quick break and then when we come back we'll answer some of your listener questions so we'll be right back all right everybody and we are back uh let's get into some of your listener questions remember you can always reach us on twitter at activequestshow via email at activequestpodcast at gmail.com or Every Wednesday, we post our Twitter thread soliciting questions and comments from the audience, and you guys can post there. Uh, we've got actually several questions. <laughs> of course, return- word, yeah. uh, returning, returning, uh, what is this, his fourth consecutive question? <laughs> uh, number one, Turner and Hooch fan. <laughs> what a fucking name. 
I still laugh about that. Um, number one Turner and Hooch fan asks, yeah, hi there, long-time listener, often-time questioner here. Is there a game out there uh, where I can competitively milk a virtual cow? Thanks in advance. Yeah, um, uh, Josh, I think you mentioned this earlier. I don't, I don't want to steal your answer. Oh, it's on 1-2-Switch. It's just called Milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the 1-2-Switch. One, the one, you can milking. use the Joy-Con's uh, HD rumble to have the cessation of milking a cow. This is a very specific question, though. I almost feel like he's like... He almost knew it. that. Yeah, yeah, he's like quizzing us. I don't know what. Maybe other he just want. It may, so this is basically just. Can you guys talk about the cow milking game? But it's disguised mm-hmm. as a question. Yeah. No, you know? we can't. Cause well, I can't. I've never played it. I don't. I'm, know. I'm I played say... it. It's it. It works. It's actually one of the first things I did when we got our Switch. Cause I was like, I want to see this how this HD Rumble works. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna and buy I heard the Switch one... just so I can fucking milk a cow. M- milk a no, cow. No, no. I, I had Zelda and other stuff next to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just had to check out the. I think I, I reviewed this game too. Um, oh wow! I mean, not Bago? milk, but I reviewed one two switch. Yeah, for Bago? Um, wow. But uh, this one and the uh, ice game, uh, where you have like ice cubes in a glass. Mm-hmm. Like they're not fun to like play, quote unquote. But like it, it's it's a really good display of the technology. Should've you know, like free. what's possible with it. It should have been free. I'm kind of with you on that, Chris. Yeah, it should have been a free like and like you a know, pack in yeah yeah like like we sports yeah i don't know why they didn't do that that was my only major complaint with the game is if you can get this for free you'll probably have a lot of fun but this is it's hard yeah. to say this is worth 60 bucks uh, but yeah if you really want to milk a cow then there you go i haven't got <laughs> hd rumble so so i don't know about this but oh because you've got uh, the light. yeah but so but do you think uh developers are using hd rumble properly or like at all i think no. nintendo is yeah, Nintendo yeah. is, but but I don't know if about which, anybody else, but like uh, I noticed it like crazy on Mario. Like, yeah, I could feel everything that was happening, and that it was weird. Okay. Hmm. So let's move on here. We've got a question from Wesley LeBlanc, friend of the show, writer for IGN. Uh, Wesley asks, "What are the chances that this new Batman game uses or utilizes Shadow of Mordor's nemesis system, considering both are under the WB umbrella?" I'm assuming he means Gotham Knights. Yeah. Because, yeah, because this question came before the reveal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it <laughs> maybe this was like a bad, like bad timing, but it doesn't look like it, I, it, it's gonna use the. I don't know. What do you think? We haven't seen Suicide Squad yet, but I think that's a good candidate. Oh, maybe Suicide Squad has the Shadow. More yeah, I, that's system. what I'm thinking because the, there's a lot of grudges the, in that kind of universe and world. Yeah. Um, you know, the Nemesis system was very interesting because when Shadow of Mordor came out in 2014, the original one, yeah. um, people were, I remember journalists and like, you know, the media kept saying, oh man, games are going to rip this off because this is such a cool mechanic. They should have. Yeah, and like, we have, never, yeah. literally, I don't think we saw one game try to mimic it. Uh, I thought for sure Assassin's Creed would, but yeah, they never did. And, and um, we should probably explain what that is for the listeners who don't know. So... <laughs> Uh, it's been a while since I've played these games, so hopefully I don't butcher this. But basically, there, uh, uh, like a random enemy will, like, basically like try to try to come after you even after you've killed them. Is that is that sort of what it is? And like they'll they'll just like keep chasing after you, and like you'll have this like rivalry rivalry with them, um, where they have their own like level of like uh like like a sort of like a revenge level. Yeah, almost. they also have like. Uh, dialogue that references like uh, the fights you've had before. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, you took my eye. Oh, I'm gonna fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. kill you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 
It's a cool mechanic. I wish we would see it in more games because it it sort of it it, it uh, increases the immersion a lot because in all these games you just slaughter your enemies. Yeah. You just go through them and it's almost like you you're on autopilot. So with this nemesis thing, it's kind of like uh yeah. It's like a cool thing. Yeah. And I like it when um the, the nemesis kind of beats you and then he gets stronger and yeah. um, along oh, that's... Uh, among the ranks. And then yeah, that, yeah. yeah, and then you're like, oh shit! You, you want payback as well, you know? Right. Yeah. Interesting. Cool mechanic. I wish yeah. more games would do that. But yeah. Anyway, Shadow Mortar is fucking awesome. That's the same way. developer too that did Condemn too. Just shout out to them because oh, is it they're really? awesome and that game's good. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Condemned is cool. All right. Indie Pod friends friends of the show Indie Pod. Uh, they ask, what are your opinions of shadow drops from a games media perspective and a hobbyist standpoint? Hmm. What do you guys think of shadow drops? Shadow drops are when a game is announced and and released the in same the same day. day. They're like um, right then and there. They kind of hmm. suck in art in the games media perspective. You know, unless you because know like, about it ahead of time. Pardon? Unless you know about it ahead of time. Yeah, but usually you don't, especially for us. Yeah, you know? like we we want right. to cover the games. Um, I think he you means know. if you're IGN, it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, yeah, like... exactly. But like for yeah. the smaller guys, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, it's yeah. much more challenging, <laughs> especially when when like it's a it's a game you're very interested in covering for your website or your podcast. Mm-hmm. Because like, what I always be, wish that they would do is that, reach well, out to a small place like that, and you know, like like if I was a big if I was a big studio or company. I would want to hit up a small podcast or a small website and like give them the scoop on it because that'd be kind of a cool way to but do a shadow But that's a good drop. way to leak it. Yeah, I think with that, it, you run into like a trust issue of like, oh, yeah. what if they leak it early or whatever? Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, but yeah it's tough. I, here's the thing, though. Like, when they announce and drop a game, it's really hard to get in contact with that PR person or publisher to get... A, a a hold a hold on that game or an interview or whatever you know because they're being the spammed w- w- by so many people yeah yeah so i don't know um it yeah. can it can for, so but that's from a media perspective from a hobbyist standpoint it's i think awesome. it's awesome yeah it's fantastic because you're like oh i just now learned about this and it's ready now it's better when it's free too holy shit like you have no reason not to play um i will say with games it's a totally different beast than with a console <laughs> didn't they do this with like one of the Sega consoles? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. And they they did they didn't even include third party developers, so they didn't know it was Sega. <laughs> what Sega console was that? We're gonna. I think it was the, the Sega Saturn. CD. Saturn. Saturn. Yeah, Saturn. Oh wow! So yeah, don't. That don't was one of the things that hurt them too, because there was no third party games ready because nobody had a dev unit knew about it. Do, yeah. Can but, you imagine if like PlayStation or Xbox go like, and it's available now? There's so no mad. way. I'd there's no like, way no. that would happen. There's no. I just don't see how that would happen because retailers would have to have them, and retailers leak. I just mm. don't see how that's even like the idea. I mean, I believe that this happened. Obviously, it did. But I just I, the idea of that happening now just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Especially yeah. when there's social media, there's online, there's you know all that stuff. Uh, as a ho- from a hobbyist standpoint, too, I'll say it, it's kind of frustrating to me because my impulse control is already bad. <laughs> and I'm much more likely to buy a game, even if I'm only kind of excited about it. If it, you know, if if it's available now, I'm much more likely to just, oh, I'll buy it. Yeah, you know, didn't it's an odd thing. Didn't Fall Guys do that? That it was available like this week or something like that. 
Uh, I think so, but I was okay. like, oh, cool, it's a plus game, whatever. Yeah, I think it's different because it was a plus game, so like, right. you don't but have to pay for it. It's, it's that, that kind of strategy of free-to-play games is the best, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because Call of Duty did that, you know? Yeah, and I think that's, with multiplayer specifically, I think that's sort of the way we're going. It, because these games, there's so much competition literally yeah. between games. Like, you know, they want uh, every game wants you to spend 100 hours with it. Um, Apex that, Legends did that. Right. And that, that was massively successful. And then they had a bunch of streamers on board to, ready to go. Right. And so it, you're probably, it's going to be more common, I think, to see free games that are like, super super enticing to get into you don't have to buy anything really like yeah that's gonna be unless sort you're of called way. hyperscape then god yeah that game is doomed that was all right yeah. doo-doo. all right so let's jump into what we've been playing here um not a whole lot to report back on my end uh so maybe why don't why don't i go first since <laughs> since i'm uh i don't have anything new really to talk about and then i can toss it to to um the rest of us. So, um, still, still playing Mortal Shell. That game's awesome, man. I'm telling you, this game is awesome. Um, I, I didn't have a whole lot to say on last week's show, but yeah, I've, I've put, uh, probably like 10 hours into it total. Um, and yeah, it's cool. There are like these really interesting, like subtle little mechanics that in and of themselves don't really amount to much, but when you sort of step back and look at the big picture, it's, it's cool. And it doesn't, like obviously it's Dark Souls, right? But like it does enough different, I, I think that that it stands on its own. And in some cases, I think it does things better. Mm. Um, okay, and can you explain what's better about it? Yeah, I I actually really like the the sort of mystery element to it. Um, Dark Souls is it has always been cryptic with its uh you know lore and all this, but in this game, it's like straight up like you have to figure that like like for the item descriptions and stuff like you like you don't know what this item is going to do and you have to take a chance on it and hopefully it doesn't kill you like that sort of thing is that a Where, bad thing or a good thing for no i think it's cool players, you think? Uh, i think it's cool okay. i think it because because what you could do is like if it's an item that's gonna like take off your health or whatever you can stand close to a a, a save point and if it, if you notice your health is going down, okay, yeah, let me quickly uh, hit the save point so I can regenerate my health or whatever. So that's really cool. There's this other really cool mechanic that I I didn't realize what it was when I first started playing it. So that's why I didn't talk about it last week. But uh, it's introduced super early on, and basically what it is, you you get to this hub area, and the game has all uh, has these shells. Uh, they're essentially like suits, um, uh, hence the name Mortal Shell, and. Yeah, and each of the suits has their own abilities and things that they excel in. Anyway, you get to this hub area, and it's like a tomb, basically. And there are spots for where your shells go. And if you haven't discovered the shell, it's empty. And if you click on the empty spot, it'll give you this, like, hazy sort of, like, black and white, like, video clip, basically, of how to find it. But it's very, like, choppy. Yeah, and, and if you first look at it, you might go, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Like, obviously, it's giving me, like, a hint of a thing, but I don't know what it is. And then you start playing, and then you're like, oh, these are my shells. This is the game telling me how to get the shell. Cool. So then on the second floor of the hub area, there are these, like, uh, swords that are all lined up. And it's the same deal. There's, like, empty spots for swords. And if you click the sword, 
or the empty spot, I guess, it'll show you how to get that. So it's like the game is trying to help you, but not like give you all of the answers. And I think it's really cool that it like sort of gives you, it's like this premonition almost. Uh, where it's like black and white. You, you, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's like it's sort like of hazy. It's like until dawn when it gives you like a hint. Yes. Of what things are coming. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yes, and 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 I think that's really cool. And yeah, uh, combat's awesome. Uh, I, it it has clicked for me now, and I think this is one of my favorite games of the year. Honestly. Nice. It's yeah, really cool. Um, other than that, like I said, I put a lot of time into Warzone. I've been getting better at Warzone. Warzone is a beast of a game to play, and it's a beast of a game to cover professionally because you have other players who are better than you and luckier than you at times. We and we, we had a we had a play session this week, and we were so unlucky. <laughs> You just can't like, like I don't. I don't want to sit here and go, "Oh, that was bullshit. That was all luck." Like it's not all luck no. all the time, but in this case, dude, we just like we we spawned in, couldn't find a weapon. Enemies were all around us who who dropped in right next to us. They were able to find weapons. They took us out. We tried. We lost in the gulag. We or one one of us did. We had to buy the other one back, and we died. I mean, it just Twice. kept getting. Me. That was me. <laughs> kept getting screwed over but there there's something there with 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 these sorts of games and it's really clever the way that they're made and and i cannot wait to see what this game looks like in a year and i hope i'm 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 covering it uh uh like sticking with it the, the same way i have been now because seeing this game evolve has been really cool and when man there's just something so satisfying about you know calling out and, and saying, hey, there's an enemy here, and taking them out, and, and uh, you know, being the last team standing, which we haven't done yet, Chris. I, I did get a win uh, recently, and it was so fucking cool. It was so cool, like, that feeling. I mean, it was like that feeling of, like, playing Halo back in the day, 20 years ago, um, of when you, when you go price. on a tear. Yeah, man, when you go on, it's like that, I mean, because, like, multiplayer games are a dime a dozen now but 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 that feeling of like you're the last team standing and you know the you know where the other team is and you're just like one of you has to make a move and the gas is coming in oh, yeah. and and, you, and your shields <laughs> we are low so or maybe you close. don't have shields we yeah so close so anyway warzone's fucking awesome uh can't wait to see what how it ties to uh, uh cold war anyway that's what i've been playing sorry to get to ramble there uh josh why don't you talk to us about this game, Road? Let's see, Road to Guan Guangdong. Road to I Guangdong. Think, I think it's Road to Guangdong. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's one, those, it's one of those tricky games because like I I really like some aspects of it, and I'd like to you know be able to enjoy the game, but there was just some things that held held me you know, just held me back from like being able to really enjoy it. And um, so basically the premise is. Um, I'll just read the thing from the the um, 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 developer here. It says, Road to Guangdong is a zen, narrative, driving experience with family at heart. It will take you around 1990s Guangdong as Sunny, whose parents begin at a tragic um, tragic point after the loss of her parents. Um, and so basically, she, she inherits the family restaurant, and her aunt is helping her uh, visit different family members to basically get help and get their blessing. And it like that part of it's really cool and i liked the writing kind of like in some some parts and i I liked what they were trying to do but what was really in the way getting in the way of it for me 
is you are driving to all these places, which might sound nice, but like the car is uh, like a family. Uh, it's it's her dad's old um, old car, and it's like important to the family. So I understand why it's the car you're driving, but it's an old car and it isn't in good shape. And you have to do the upkeep in the vehicle. You have to stop at mechanics. You have to do stuff like that. It's really easy for the car to overheat, and then it you know you can damage. It's just that that part of it just doesn't lend itself to the rest of the game and. It's it a bad gameplay loop, is it? Yeah, like it, it could, it, that part could have been cool, but it didn't work. It just doesn't work. And so since mm. it doesn't work well, it interrupts the part of the game that I, you know, I want to play, which is the story. How, how so, would you improve it? Uh, I would have it so I'm just driving. I don't have to worry about coolant levels, oil levels, stopping at gas stations, like a lot, mm. stuff like that. Um, or just make that part work better and more, more fun. But basically, and I kept checking and trying to drive differently, but. As far as I can tell you, the only way I could really drive without overheating the car was, you know, hold on the trigger for a few seconds, let go, like, and just kind of having to constantly do that. Otherwise, the, the temperature gets too high in the car, and then you burn through coolant, and then that damages the car, and it makes you, you know, a lot easier to break down. And, oh yeah. Also, so, but by the way, before we move on, we did get a review code for this game from the publisher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forgot to mention that. I'm sorry. No um, Thank you. Yeah, and I I do love the graphics like a lot. Like they're really cool. They're like minimalistic, but like really like colorful and almost like neon tinted and stuff. Like I love I love the graphics, and I really like the music. I love that it's like a family road trip. I love that it's set in the '90s. Like there's some really cool parts of this game, but the driving it just doesn't work for me. And also the story's bigger movements. Are, are 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 good and i like but there's some there's some like <clears throat> conversations and moment to moment kind of interactions where it just just doesn't work very well um it it has the uh it doesn't it doesn't have, i should mention too it doesn't have voice acting which is fine but um because of that i i think that the uh script is even more important because that's all you have you don't have delivery mm. you know and yeah. sometimes the script just isn't super good but yeah, I, as much as I'd like to recommend it because I love aspects of it, it's just the, the driving not working very well for me. Or I, I, as far as I can tell, I think I'm doing everything right, so it, this doesn't work well. Uh, it really gets in the way of it, it's like it's like you guys know I hate the term walking simulator because I love games in that genre, but it's like a walking simulator, but like your legs broken and you're having to hobble <laughs> everywhere, and you can't get crutches, you can't get healthcare. You know what I mean? Like it would be like that. Like I want to go on the journey, but the but the, the getting there part's is not Is there a very... good story beneath all that? Oh. Didn't seem like it, really. No? I, I had trouble powering through, so I didn't finish it because I kept getting game overs because I kept running out of money and my car would be broken. Oh, and then you annoying. basically get the shit ending because, oh, you didn't get to reach very many family members, and so no one's at you know, the So it doesn't really gathering. respect your time. Then. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well... Josh, uh, it's unfortunate to hear that. Lots of good ideas here, though. I hope to see everyone that worked on this, you know, do more games. Yeah. Uh, What else? Thomas Was Alone. That's a cool game. I like that game. Yeah, I never played it until this time, actually. Uh, It was on sale for like a dollar or two, like a week or two ago, so I grabbed it. And then I was listening to Jared Petty's um, Top 100 Games podcast, which for anyone who hasn't heard that, he basically just has a random guest on, and it's like, hey, what's your number 75 game? And then it's it's for that person and then they'll 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 talk about it and it's just hmm. it's a really good way to get to discuss a lot of different games with different people and uh this was one of the games being covered and as i was listening to it i was like wow that sounds really good like i i really want to play that so i stopped listening to that episode and played the game 
Um, it, it it's definitely not Portal, but I'm I'm using the Portal comparison to say it looks just like a puzzle game at first glance, but there's a you know really good story there. So, um, mm. the puzzle stuff is good, but the the story uh is much better than you would, would That's think. I think weird because they're just squares and blocks. It's it's really weird. They're <laughs> basically like AI, and they're moving through this virtual world. Oh. And yeah, there's there's some really cool shit that happened. It starts off just kind of weird and like, oh, this is just happening for no reason because I I can jump. Look at me jumping. I'm jumping. I'm good at jumping. And I, I love that. jumping. Isn't you know? there isn't there a narration? That, there is. Yeah. And yeah, that's the thing I remember about this game the most. The narration is really cool. Yeah. Um, what it's like a puzzle platformer basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it, it man, it got really tough. Like not, I mean, not like impossibly tough, but like it starts off really easy, and then before you know it. I'm like putting the controller down and going, wait, what? And I'm having to like back up and kind of work through it. Mm-hmm. And it had a lot of aha moments. And I, I love when puzzle games have that because you feel stupid for like five seconds and then you're like, Oh no, I see what it is. And it just, it feels so good to, you know, solve those, those yeah. puzzles. I would put this up there with like limbo and braid and really? like, the, yeah. Yeah. In, I would terms too. Of, in terms of puzzle platforms, I think it's really good. It's underrated though. That's why you, uh, like you don't really hear people talk about it much, but it's cool. And man, that narration—it's great. It's yeah, really, really narration's cool. really great. Um, and then the other game that I um, and I, I finished that, and that was good. I'd recommend it. Um, the other game I finished recently was I replayed Gone Home, which I hadn't replayed since I think 2018. Um, I try to replay that every year or so. It's just a really good game. Um, I don't really get the hate that it gets. I think it's one of the best games in its its genre. Does it get um, hate? I don't. I, d- I didn't realize that. Does it? I think I think yeah, I does, think the re- yeah. It, yeah it does. I think the reason a lot of people uh, that hate it hate it is because they were just expecting something different. But I don't think the game oh. gives anything that it wasn't. Like I, I think the game delivers on. I love the twist because. Yeah. I, uh, Sorry. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I, I, I guess I don't want to ruin the twist though. Yeah, I don't. No. I, eh, I, I here's what I'll say. You think it's one like you're convinced it's one thing. And it's not that at all. It's like totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a really cool like <laughs> optional thing that you might not even. I'm not going to spoil it. Don't worry. But there's like an optional story about the dad. What? That you might not even find if you're not like looking. And like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil it. But if, if if you don't feel like replaying it or if you don't feel like playing, I would like it's just like, oh, shit. Like, it's just kind of something I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, And also. And this should come as no surprise because this is Fulbright's first game. Fulbright's the uh, studio that worked on the Minerva's Den DLC <laughs> and uh, for Bioshock Two, and they also made a uh, Tacoma. They're really, really like really good at not only environmental storytelling but also just like building something that feels lifelike. So even though the graphics don't look completely real, it feels real or at least close yeah. enough, and so it it feels good to explore the environments they create, like. Whether I'm in a room with a TV on and and some bookcases and like a pizza box on the floor, or whether I'm like in an attic or like you know in a basement, like no matter what room I'm in in that game, like it just feels like this feels like an old house I'm walking around in. It just yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. it's cool. I, good game. I just wish it had a platinum trophy. <laughs> that's, yeah, <laughs> that's you know my hang up. I think that goes uh, against the whole point of the game, but. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe that's fair. I never, I never actually. Could. Well, there are some fun. I mean, I could. I'm surprised there's not because they did put some thought into the achievements the trophy and trophies. Because awesome. there's some, there's some there's, cool ones in there, like for speed runs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's one where you have to beat it in like a minute or something. Like they clearly have thought of like gamifying it. I don't know why there's no platinum. Anyway, 
that's a whole rant for another episode. Chris, what have you been playing? Yeah, so uh, I haven't been playing too much, but um, I at the at the beginning of the week I did try out Rad from Double Fine. Yeah, um, I think this is pretty underrated. Um, so you know me, I, I'm not really into roguelikes that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought like if I am gonna get into roguelites, this would be it. Um, I I found the combat super fun. I I, I really like the mechanic. So so basically, what um the setting is like you're in a post-apocalyptic world, and you're setting out into this kind of mm. like wasteland, that toxic wasteland that has all kinds of different hazards and stuff. And um, the more you defeat enemies in the game. Um, you actually get this meter where, um, when it's full, um, you become mutated. So you get like a new power through mutation. So, um, at one point I had this like huge arm right next to me, like to beat up enemies. And then the other arm was like me throwing my hand towards others as, as a project, uh, as a projectile attack. Right. Um, that's awesome and like it, it's kind of like funny but kind of um gruesome i guess when they um <laughs> when you throw the hand they go like oh god ow! You know? <laughs> so it's kind it of got that great. dark humor to it um, man i'm looking at footage of or uh, uh it's fun screenshots of this yeah it looks like visually it's i love this art and style. with every um at the end of each level there's a boss waiting for you Right, so um, there's there's some good bosses in there. Great design. Um, absolutely Love loved my time with it. Um, but I I just wish it didn't have that roguelite element. You know, um, that's that's my biggest downfall with it because I put like an hour of work in and then I get nothing from it. You know, so yeah, I think the 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 roguelike genre is tough to like recommend to yeah. people because because um. If if it's done correctly, where like you still save something with each run, then it motivates you to keep playing. But yeah, when you die and you're just like, well, that what the fuck was that? It's like, yeah, it's hard to like keep going back when there's no like progression. I just started playing Spunky, and I like the roguelite elements, but I, like I also wish that there was an option like let me just you know keep playing. Yeah, hmm. you know, too. You know what I mean? Because like I want to see more of the game. Right. Too. You know. Interesting. So, yeah. And- and uh, which platform are you playing this on? Chris? I played it on PC, but it's also available on PS4, Switch, and Xbox One, I believe. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna try this because I actually do kind of like yeah. roguelike. Um, I got it um, from the Humble Bundle um sale. Oh, well, not a Humble Bundle sale. It was like a a part of a bundle for Double Fine games. That was part cool. of it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I got it. Awesome. Talk to us about Earth Knight. This game. Yeah. Uh, full full disclosure. Like I said, I'm friend acquaintances. So. Take our, like, at least take when I talk about it, take my opinion with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris, Earth Knight. Yeah, uh, so this was part of the indie sale that happened this week on, on the Nintendo Switch. So I checked it out because it has a really cool art style and I love how it switches between the 2D and the 3D. So mm-hmm. um, I guess it's kind of like a rogue light as well in which you're um, going, it's like, it's kind of hard to explain. You're like plummeting down to the earth from right. like a really high distance in space yeah. and you're just diving down and um, you're in a world where it's ravaged by dragons, you know, mm-hmm. um, dragons have taken over and it's your task to take out dragons on the way down to earth. 
and right. um whenever you hit a dragon um you have this platforming sequence that's kind of like an endless runner kind of thing mm-hmm. um, you pick up like food and power-ups and stuff yes yes and um as you keep moving on um you defeat uh the dragons at the end of the level and they give you kind of like teeth that you can sell to the shop um on your ship and once you've done that so you can get more items and more upgrades and stuff like that so i guess you do get a reward from this roguelike which you don't get it's from like rad right yeah um, it's very light rogue like yeah very elements. very light yeah i guess it's yeah. roguelite Rather than right. Rogue yeah. Rogue, light. Rogue, light. I've never really understood the difference between the no two. No one but I does. Guess we just pick one know. and then try yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but the music yeah, in this game is incredible, is man. I think it's really fun to bounce on enemies, and um, there's two characters available for you that uh, have unique abilities that they can offer. Um, so it's nice to switch between the two uh, and upgrade them. Um, yeah, it's just a super fun game to play. Um, I think it's the perfect toilet game. Where, like, <laughs> you're sitting on the toilet for like five or ten minutes on the Switch or something, and you're that sounds like a like a like you're talking shit, but oh fuck, like you're talking shit. <laughs> um, like you're like you're putting the game no, down. No, it's not. It's just short bursts, is what you mean. That's that's what I meant. Yeah, but I was trying to joke. But uh, yeah, you can play it in short bursts. You can uh, probably play it on the bus or play, uh, play it when you wake up in bed or something. You know, it's, it's that's a, probably a British expression, could... right? Huh? Like a wink and a stink or something. <laughs> a wink and a stink. Yeah, but you do something whism- whimsical, whimsical or fun while pooping. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what, oh, yeah, this looks really fun. cool. I just I just watched the trailer too. This looks really it's great, cool. and I love the graphic <laughs> style. Um, it's very and that unique. music is fantastic. Music is excellent. I think the music is fantastic. Um, yeah. Sh- I... Shout out to the to the the, uh, the musician for I don't know his name. I'm sorry, but for uh, Cleaversoft, I think is the name of the studio. Yeah. Um, at conventions before this game was out, the music the musician would be there with a guitar and an amp, and he would play yeah. along. He would play along with the the game. Oh, that's like, so cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Like while people were demoing the game. By the way, this game has been in development for like years. I remember. I first saw this game in 2015 at PSX, and I think this year is when it finally came out, or maybe last year, maybe last year. Um, I, I just remember seeing, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a guy, because I would hear the guitar, because he would play guitar at every convention. And I remember just seeing that every show I would go to, oh, E3 even, PAX, whatever. Oh yeah, there's a guy with, there's a guy with the guitar. Um, but yeah, the music is really important in this game. Really cool game, really cool art but, style. Yeah, it's not your average indie platformer. It's definitely something special that I'll keep going to. And, you know, it has that um, carrot at the end of the stick, you know, where um, that you want to reach the end of the level. You want to get down to the earth to see what, it, what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. Um, cool. And finally, I'm sure Michael Kozwara would be happy about this entry here. <laughs> You've been playing a little game called Banjo Kazoo. Banjo, Banjo, Banjo Kazoo. Really good. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing Banjo Kazooie for the first time, which for is... the first time. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh man, dude, this game's so good. It's it's very good, and I've been ignoring it for a long time just because of the annoying voices. But if you get over that. It's super fun. Like it, it holds up really well. 
Um, I think all the levels so far that I've played have been designed fantastically. Um, I, I, I love that you get power-ups every time you go into a level, so there's something new to do. Um, mm. And then, like, it, it, it tells you... It, it, it allows you to experiment with the previous powers you've gained throughout the whole world, right? Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome collectathon. I'm looking forward to and playing more of it. You gotta talk about the music. It's so good. The music's so good. Yes. And, Love like, it. this is... I have to admit, my interest in Banjo-Gazeri is because of the power of Smash. Mm. You know? Ah, Interesting. Because, like... The power of Smash. The power of Smash. Um, just because of his inclusion in Super Smash Brothers and me kind of maining him as a character... Um, I've been interested in his games, and uh, yeah, I'm so far. I've been playing on the Xbox 360, and I absolutely adore it. So there you go. Do you think we will see a new Banjo Kazooie yes. game? It's inevitable. It has to happen at some point. I can't believe that we haven't had a Banjo Three game yet. You know what was that one? Phil, on the... Phil said on many occasions he's a big fan of Rare and loves their 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 vault of games. So yeah. I'm I'm sure it's got to happen eventually. It's got to, it'd be the perfect launch title, you know, or launch window game for Xbox Series X. Justin, I... you're about to mention nuts and bolts. We don't talk about no. that. No, yeah. What I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, what I was gonna say is it, it it would be crazy to me though because look at what Rare has done with Sea of Thieves. It would. It, I don't know. I just I can't imagine them going back to that. It's almost like yeah. Naughty Dog going back to Crash. You it could know? be like Battletoads, though. Like they helped a little bit or were like a little involved with Battletoads, but they didn't develop it. They've right. shown that they still have interest in Banjo just from how they collaborated with um, Masahiro Sakurai <laughs> on the yeah. Smash. You know, that apparently um, you wouldn't expect this, but apparently Banjo, Kazooie, and Rare was like the easiest thing they were able to do because they were so collaborative with the process. They said it was easier than the Dragon Quest stuff, which yeah. I was like, what? That seems hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, cool. But yeah, I, I love the game. I hope they make another, another title in the series. I, I think it'd be perfect timing. <laughs> Awesome. I went from like, oh, that's neat. Chris is playing Banjo Kazooie to like being super excited for you, like yeah. you know, for the first time. Uh, yeah, because I didn't so know you good. were playing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think I missed that before. So cool. Um, all right. Well, that about wraps us up for what we've been playing, and uh-huh. that wraps us up for <laughs> that wraps us up for episode eighty-two. We want to thank everybody for listening. Um, and yeah, uh, it's been an interesting week, and hopefully we'll. Hopefully we'll get some good coverage with for that uh, Suicide Squad game because they're about to start talking about that like right now, but we have to wrap it up for right now. So we'll we'll stitch that in into the episode and hopefully that transitions smoothly. Chris, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Yeah, you can find me at Penworthwrites on Twitter. Um, I just talk about gaming stuff on there and share my articles and share Active Quest. Um, I also talk about on Twitter. Um, go beyond. Um, <laughs> My My Hero Academia podcast with Vaughn Hyde. Uh, we Friend of the uh, show. review every episode um, extensively. We compare the anime to the manga. We get super nerdy, and we love recording that um, that show just because it gets so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, also, you can read my stuff on The Gamer, um, and I'll have a bunch of um, coverage on the DC stuff that's about to be announced. Or has been announced by now. Has been announced by a time. Yeah, by a time. Cool. Um, Josh, where can people find you when you're not on the show? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols, where I 
uh, talk about the world ending and yeah. video games and cats. <laughs> yeah, that's a good and mix. burritos. That's a good mix. Uh, I'm also on Parallax, and I like that website a lot. Um, it's uh, Parallax. So, what is it? Parallaxmedia.1. Yeah. So happy writing for them because enjoyed their stuff for a while, and it's uh, it's a good place. Yeah, good people um, there. Also, I really, really uh like toast uh yeah toast is cool oh i'm a fan of toast i always remember uh ed ed and eddie when i think of yeah. toast so yeah buttered good show. toast buttered toast oh man <laughs> I, I was about to bring up a really obscure meme that i don't know if you guys have seen <laughs> there's this meme of the, there's this band called harm's way and there's this guy and he's on stage and he's just getting into it and he's just like and he, he's doing this like running man thing and anyway what people will do is they'll like dub over a song on top of it and they did one of ed and eddie and it's so fucking funny just look up um ed and eddie uh harm's way meme and you'll and you'll see what i'm talking about it's fucking awesome anyway oh uh, and i have a tease for you everyone oh what do you got uh, a copy of Red Dead Redemption 2 is in the mail. Oh! Did you just bite the bullet and say, fuck it, I don't care if you guys are reviewing? I think we've uh, had so- enough reviews. Oh, we, oh, oh, have we? To, to 20, yeah, at least. Oh. So. Oh, did, oh, that's amazing. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. You that's heard cool. it here well, first. Thank you, everybody, for doing that. Wow. <laughs> so, I didn't yeah, even I, realize I'm that. That's amazing. to um play it uh, i don't think i'll play it up to 20 hours but uh, i'll definitely yeah, that's fine. We'll give it a go I... uh and who knows i might be addicted to it and uh, i I'll think blame as long guys. as you get past oh. the snow part you'll warm up to it i've actually Some gone past oh, playing josh that was funny thing josh hold on wait josh that was funny snow part already <laughs> we talked about red dead before and i did sing josh. its phrases <laughs> but i think it's a boring game still josh know, that was really weird. funny if you get past the snow part, you'll warm up to it. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even trying to be funny, but... <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Funny. And you can find me on Twitter, at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work on Digital Trends, where I'm covering a shit ton of Fortnite and Warzone and Nintendo and a bunch of other stuff. I should have an article coming out here shortly about the rarest games ever, which was really oh. fun to write because I didn't know any of that <laughs> and there's i had like, this like sports research game isn't there on the nes that's like incredibly expensive yeah i don't want to get too far in the weeds yeah right now but um, it, yeah it's it was basically reissued and the name changed <laughs> uh sports uh stadium events is what it was called it. before yeah. yeah um you can find my work uh on game skinny and the escapist as well so we want to thank everybody oh also my doom article is out in a uh, switch player yeah. you guys can read that if you're subscribe to switch player they're they're awesome you can well. you can back order it as well you don't have to be subscribed for it to get that issue so right. you could definitely order just a copy of it or a pdf uh, yeah i think the pdfs are like a couple bucks yeah, yeah. oh I'll so grab you the don't PDF have to get the physical edition yeah um, get the physical later and yeah. and, and, and a... the pdf and the pdf's available right away so you don't have to wait for yeah. it to come in the mail um anyway we want to thank everybody for listening uh thank you josh and thank you chris we will see you next week for episode 83 take care What do you think of a monthly episode called Film Quest?
Uh, uh, he thinks we... moan. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think moan. That's a nice moan. That? Teaser, moan. teaser trailer, Film. or a teaser, or a teaser. <laughs> For what's to come. All right. I mean, I'd be down with it, but that's because I really like the film time, and I'm not as well. I don't know. I'm doing overtime again. I might be as busy as you guys now. We'll see. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 